If you're targeting the quote-unquote older fitness market, think about how you're going to be clear, useful, and respectful about it. Which words will you use? Which images? How can you best connect with your ideal customers? Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Croft, and welcome to the Optimal Aging Podcast, where we discuss the business of exercise, healthy living, and well-being for people 50 and over. Each week, we explore what healthy living means for millions of people over age 50 and what's coming next with a focus on communications, content, and making powerful connections. I visited my mother recently and wanted to find a place to work out. A Google search turned up a dozen places around her small town and a few dozen more in the next big city, which is Nashville, Tennessee. I knew what I wanted, just a gym basically for the day, not a powerlifting spot where huge folks would be throwing around tons of weight. You know, some free weights, some machines, treadmills, and elliptical. Not a studio focused on, say, small group training for women. Nothing with a heavy family tilt that would mean a lot of kids. And I didn't need any high-end spa services to run up a day pass fee, like a pool or tanning beds. The websites I found weren't much help, really, except when they showed what I didn't want. It was helpful to scratch them off the list based on images or text on their websites. Still, I never found anything that looked exactly right, and I ultimately chose a spot that was fine for what I needed because it was convenient, not because of anything I saw on its website that made me think, ooh, that's the one I want to go work out at today. Um the photos were of, you know, beautifully built young men and women in tight workout clothes. The graphics were aggressively exciting. The copy was heavy on lots of meaningless inspirational platitudes that might appeal to someone at 30 maybe, but certainly not to me at 57. Anyway, so I went to the place. It was fine. I had a decent workout. End of story. The point is still a good one, though. And it was helpful to be reminded of what a gym consumer goes through when looking for a gym or studio in his or her hometown, or I guess even like me when they're visiting. How do they find the place that's right for them? How do you, as a fitness business targeting the over 50 market, make it clear that you want their business, that you have what they need, that you're the right one for them? I get asked these kinds of questions a lot by gym and studio owners, especially after I encourage, discourage them from applying overly cutesy branding techniques or limiting themselves with outdated stereotypes. In fact, I'm developing a content audit for clients and prospects right now where I'll review your website, social media, and newsletters, and let you know where you're doing well, plus where and how you can improve. Let me know if that interests you, and, and we'll take a look. In the meantime, though, I want to offer these 10 simple tips to guide you in your thinking about your marketing content, how it relates to your intended market, and really supercharge your content marketing so that the right people know that you are the right spot for them, okay? 10 of them. Here we go. Number one, know your audience, 
Who are you talking to? Who do you want to be talking to? Is it anyone over 50? Is it people 40 to 60 years old? Is it people 65 and over? And after you, after age, what about level of fitness? You know, you can't assume that uh, necessarily all older people looking for a gym are out of shape or um, don't want a good workout, a good hard workout, right? You can't assume that they're all newbies. Are you for aging athletes or for the folks who just want to start improving their lifestyles with new exercise habits later in life? You need to know who they are, then know what their pain points are, and focus on the solution that you offer to their problems. Now, you know this, and by now, you should have created three to five key messages that inform all your communications at a very basic level. And you should be using a consistent tone in everything you do. Also, remember that baby boomers are people born between 1946 and 1964. They are probably not your target audience, strictly speaking, unless you've decided that you don't want any money from aging Gen Xers, who are now over 50, and people over age 75 who were born before the baby boom, right? I I hear from a lot of people in this space who say they want to target baby boomers, but then they actually are describing to me people who are over 50. They're not the same thing. So find out what's at the root of your audience's problems, like they're changing bodies, hormones, weight, blood pressure, their desire to enjoy their grandchildren, travel, and sports, and the need that we all have to simply feel better, look better, and move better as they head into the prime of their lives. Number two, know where they are. Generally, the older fitness market is on Facebook when we're talking about social media, and they read email newsletters, and they value information on blogs when making decisions about buying expensive things like gym memberships. They are probably not on whatever is the hot new social media channel of the moment. Offline, they're at community centers, houses of worship, chambers of commerce, rotary clubs, neighborhood associations, etc. Wherever they are, that's where you should be. You do not want to try to convince them to listen to you way over here when they're really just fine <laughs> listening right there. Research from KPMG and the Content Marketing Institute also tells us that they like to read more branded material, they like to watch videos, and they post on Facebook. They also spend more money online than other generations. So know where they are online and in real life. Number three, I want to talk about cute. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of cute in marketing and I, I think it's something that we often um, slip into when addressing older people. And I'll give you a great example. My stepfather, who passed a couple of years ago at 95, was a rocket scientist. Literally, he was a NASA rocket scientist. And by the time he came into my family, he was had white hair and wire rim glasses and a big friendly smile. And he was, pardon me, but he was adorable. And, uh, 
and a very charming, outgoing, brilliant man. And sometimes a waitress, we'd go out to dinner and a waitress might say, well, aren't you cute? What can I get you, baby? And it would really annoy him, right? Because no, he's not cute and he's not your baby. He's a man who's paying for dinner, you know. So just like some people might think it's perfectly fine if you call them cute, a lot of them won't. So be wary of that, even, you know, inadvertently slipping into it in your content marketing. If you want to attract the cute little old folks market, that's fine. Indicate so in your content choices and your branding. But don't assume that anyone over 50 or any particular age fits into that mold or that they're going to respond to it. Silver sneakers and golden oldies might be fine for a certain subset of a subset, but that's it. Don't make the mistake of using these condescending words and attitudes. Remember, no one thinks they're old. No one wants to be dismissed like that. Address your prospects like potential clients with money to spend, not doddering fragile artifacts. Unless, like I said, your target audience actually is doddering fragile artifacts, but I know that's not the case for most of you. Number four, let's talk about photos. You want to use photos on your website, in your newsletters, and in your social media that reflect your target market. So who do you want? Well, find people like them in your photos and use those photos as opposed to photos of people who don't look like who you want, right? So remember when I was looking at websites around Nashville and I was kind of put off by all the images of aggressively sexy young people in tight workout clothes. I still appreciated seeing them along with the other club's photos of, say, families with a bunch of kids splashing around in the pools and of young muscle men grunting out their personal best at the squat rack, right? Well, I was, I, I was grateful because they gave me a sense of who these gyms were for. Similarly, when people look at your website, your Facebook, your newsletters, you want them to see some version of themselves and the photos you choose. Now, you can easily use some of your own photos taken with a smartphone, maybe even from your members, and you can use some online stock images from a few sites. Most of them you have to pay for, but some are free. I'll give the names and links in the show notes of this episode. One more thing, it's not as simple as finding images that are merely age-appropriate. Be sure they reflect your business, community, and values, too. Do they show superhuman athletes who just happen to be 80? Do they show hunched-over grannies batting balloons back and forth? Do you have ethnic and gender diversity that's appropriate for your situation? I'll give you an example of what I mean by this last one. I don't mean blanket um, diversity necessarily. I mean what's appropriate for where you live. I live in Atlanta, which is roughly 50% African American. And if I look at a business's marketing materials and see nothing but blonde hair and blue eyes, I got to admit it makes me wonder, and not in a good way. I'm not saying they're racist. I'm saying it makes me think, are you aware of your community? Are you aware of who you're marketing to? Um, you know, it's not the same for every business in every town, and you know your community best, but just keep that in mind. Number five, a word on testimonials. I hope you're using testimonials. 
I often provide them in prime fit content. And even though they're not, of course, members of your gym, they're still very helpful because people like seeing real life inspirational examples of people like them who have succeeded. So you want to use testimonials that feature the kinds of people you want to join your gym or studio. Again, whether they're members or not doesn't really matter. And again, you don't have to spend a lot of money on these. If you want to use testimonials of your own uh, customers or clients, for instance, just a little photo, photo and video from your phone is probably good enough. Although you want to be sure to take the time to be sure you're not say, shooting them in front of a bright light or a hideous background, right? And check to make sure that the sound is clear. Then let them tell stories about themselves, not about how great you are. Follow this basic setup. What their life was like before, what their problem was, why they joined your gym or studio, and how much fun it's been making everything better. Now, you or your employees might play a role in that, but no one watching this wants to see someone go on and on and on about how nice and thoughtful and helpful you were. That will come through clearly in a more genuine, compelling story. We'll be right back after a short break. Hey, everybody wants to bring in more money and to save time, right? Well... Our friends at Nomly are here to help you improve your gym's communications with clients and grow your business. Join more than 300 fitness coaches who are doing more business with less work. Nomly helps to systematize and simplify gym operations by centralizing member data and communications so gym owners can increase their customer lifetime value, improve staff efficiencies, and raise the bottom line. This centralized communications tool helps you in lots of ways. It helps you orchestrate referral programs at the push of a button, helps you hold clients accountable with built-in two-way texting, and it lets you rest assured that all your clients' messages are being handled properly. Schedule a free consultation today at nomly.com slash optimal dash aging dash podcast. That's nomly, N-A-A-M-L-Y dot com slash optimal dash aging dash podcast. Back to the show. Number six, reflect your premium service in your pricing. This is a key point made to me by my friend Rick Mayo, a veteran gym owner who is now franchising his alloy personal training centers to specifically serve the older, more affluent market. Rick's research jibes with mine, people who are a little older have more time and money to spend on better and more expensive services. Of course, you shouldn't ignore bargain shoppers, but don't build your business around them either. If they want to go cheap, they'll go find Planet Fitness or something. You can't compete with that. Rather, build it around the idea that you are selling a premium service, and it comes at a premium cost, which they are willing to pay. Number seven, Look for special opportunities to focus on your target audience. If your business is all about serving the older market, that's great, but it doesn't have to be in order to make some huge gains by simply sharing your focus with them sometimes. For example, as you know, most gyms are 
generally empty between about 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. when most people in their 20s to their 50s are at work. So these gyms have trainers who have to leave in the middle of the day since no one is booking time in the middle of the, of the day like that. Um, and the place is, you know, quiet. Well, smart gym owners market that time toward this demographic directly and implicitly. Put, put notices on your Facebook and in your newsletter and on your website that, you know, not saying only old people come between nine and three, that's not what I mean, but that are making clear that that's a good opportunity for them, right? Um, and then you can do that implicitly as well by, you know, think about the music you play during the during the normal workout session. Um, you know, if it's really loud, aggressive Cardi B or hip hop or something contemporary, that kind of sends a message to older people. So maybe consider playing I don't know, classic rock at a lower volume during the middle of the day. Things like this. Extract your staff to be a little more attentive to customer service for them during these hours. Not because they're babies, because you know we revert to being childish when we're older, but because older people appreciate that extra touch of professionalism and personal attention that you show. Number eight, Use specific content over generic content. A lot of fitness material might be similar, kind of transcends uh, gender and age, but a lot of it's not. You know, our bodies simply are different as we age. Your training approaches need to change to accommodate that, and your content must reflect that if it's going to appeal to older people. Don't rely on generic content about getting back to your pre-baby weight prepping for your five-year sorority reunion, or getting six-pack abs in time for beach season. Instead, by using my approach through Prime Fit content, you're showing older people how a healthy lifestyle of exercise and diet will let them enjoy a higher quality of life, physical, mental, and social health, and their independence for as long as possible. Here's an example. Many of my Prime Fit content subscribers use a newsletter service that comes preloaded with extremely generic fitness content. It's also not very good, but regardless of whether you think it's good or not, it's it's just on its face, completely generic, aimed at people in their 20s. Um, so my customers delete all of that and put in my Prime Fit content in its place. And then use the this uh, email service to to send out the material to their people, and they notice that their open rates skyrocket, that their engagement improves, that they get nice comments from clients and prospects about what they're sent, and that of course you know drives engagement, conversions, retentions. It's really not hard to see why, is it? Number nine. Promote any certifications or training that you have or your staff has. The Functional Aging Institute has a special functional training specialist certification, for instance. And if you have it, make sure that you're promoting it in your content. If you don't have it, then get it and then promote it. There are other ways to promote your expertise as well, say with cancer training certifications, advanced degrees, seminars and relevant topics, and so on. 
Not everyone has them. Not everyone has this special training or focus or concern. So you need to let your community know that you do. Now, not everyone is going to really race down to join you just because you have a certain certification from a certain organization, but it's important and it's one more brushstroke in the mural that you're presenting. Number 10, stereotypes. With your fitness over 50 marketing content, forget about stereotypes. No, no, don't forget about them. Stay aware of them and fight them. Otherwise, they can do a lot of damage to your message and to your business. Consider a few of these myths compiled by senior marketing guru Jeff Weiss of the Age of Majority Agency. Number one, people believe that getting older is depressing and you have nothing to live for. But in fact, consumers are happiest between 65 and 79 and staying active increases their sense of adventure about life. Here's another myth. All old people are longing to look younger. Again, this just isn't true. Research shows that people over 50, 60, and 70 who exercise feel better about their appearance than those who are 18 to 34. Remember that old, I've fallen and I can't get up commercial? Don't let this be you. Okay, that's the the 10 tips. I know it's a lot to lay out there. I hope it's helpful. Like I said, I've been asked about this a lot of times, so I wanted to at least start to address these kinds of things, and I'd love to hear your questions and feedback. You can shoot me an email at jay at primefitcontent.com and let me know what you think, and also let me know if you might be interested in having me audit your content. Just remember in your content use to be deliberate without adhering too rigidly to any rule and The number one priority is consistency. Our older audience will not take you seriously if you don't take your communications seriously enough to be consistent. Whatever you do, do it regularly. Now it's time for three things I like this week. Number one, Physical on Apple TV is a new series set in the 1980s aerobics world. I'm looking forward to the retro fashions and music, and I'm also intrigued to see this depiction of how women in fitness changed the game back then. Remember, physical fitness wasn't even a thing until the Jane Fonda era of the early 1980s, really. So a lot of our target older market didn't grow up when terms like feel the burn were just part of the lexicon. They didn't grow up exercising or going to the gym. Their knowledge base is not as high as other generations, perhaps. So think about what that means and how we talk about exercise and nutrition with them. Number two, the book, Good to Go, What the Athlete in All of Us Can Learn from the Strange Science of Recovery. Remember the good old days when we thought exercise and diet were enough for an athletic lifestyle? Well, now we're told we need to sleep well enough and long enough, manage our stress better, meditate, maybe even do cryogenics and IV drips and red wine baths. Ah, it's a lot, right? But this terrifically reported book, Good to Go, by Christy 
Ashwin did, details the history, facts, and hyperbole so we can see what's useful and what's not. Check it out. Number three, Juneteenth is our newest national holiday commemorating the day black people in Texas were finally told about the Emancipation Proclamation that ended slavery two years after the fact. As our nation continues to try to discuss openly some of the more troubling aspects of our history, with this new holiday, I hope that we'll all talk about it a little bit more, that we'll move one step closer to the day when we all know what our history is, good and bad, so that we can learn from it and move toward that more perfect union. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next time, have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimal Aging Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Croft, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I hope you'll subscribe, tell a friend, and write a review. All of that helps us grow our audience. I also hope you'll share any comments you have with me in an email or on social media, including suggestions for people I should interview or topics I should cover. You can learn more about me and my content business at primefitcontent.com. You can send me an email at j at primefitcontent.com. That's J-J-A-Y at primefitcontent.com. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So find me anywhere you like and be in touch. And again, thanks for listening. Join us next time.